And, but then, like, I also think it's because, like, it's like, we're in the second half of the season. We're a good team. We have a lot to lose right now, actually. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, no. hold on. This is okay. too good. This okay, is, okay, let's, okay. let's, let's save this. Okay. I was going to say, now we're getting into it. Right, yeah, now we're, but now we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, All right. I was, I wasn't thinking we got, about it yeah, before. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel bad that, like, we didn't save that well because you always have such a hard time talking that, and you were finally talking good. <laughs> so I was like, no, we got to save that for when it counts. Anyway, all right, ready? Yeah. Hey guys, it's Doobie Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. This is AJ. And Luke. It's July 1st. <laughs> this is episode number 23. Um, we're going to go over, I'll get to all the players who have worn it. It's a lot, so I'll get to them in a second. But uh, today's episode, we're going to go over the New England game, the NYCFC game, um, and then we're going to do not our annual power rankings, but we're going to do our anti-player power rankings, the other end of the spectrum. We're going to talk about the MLS All-Star Skills Challenge Union Edition, what union players we'd put in, and then uh, we'll also preview... Uh, we've got a Wednesday matchup against Orlando. We'll preview that one. And then we've got a, it's another two-game week. So on Saturday, we're going to play a team called Orlando. So we'll preview the Orlando game on Wednesday. And then we'll preview the Saturday matchup against Orlando. All right. So, uh, sorry, Luke, stay quiet for another minute. Yep, we'll do. I'm going to do. <laughs> so episode 23, jersey number 23. Uh, we got a lot of guys, a handful of misses um, who have played a small part in union history. But right now it's being worn by Casper Chabelko, and it's a good week for us to be naming our episode after him because he had two goals this week. Yeah, he was a so fantasy captain too. Yours? Yeah. Mine was uh, Diego Valeri, who didn't play one of the two games. So, shrewd pick. <laughs> um, another guy who's worn number 23 might be one of everyone's, one of our favorite goalkeepers in Union history, John McCarthy. And Luke, where is he playing right now? Uh, Tampa Bay. Yep, the Rowdies. Yeah. Um, and now it gets he's like weird. doing really good. He's like is one it? of the best. Like I, I don't know what the stat was, but like save percentage or something. He was like number two in the league. So nice. So yeah. That shouldn't surprise any of us. Yeah. Now it gets weird. Uh, Twenty three is also worn by Anderson Conceso, who swinging a miss, swinging <laughs> and a miss. He started the year with us. His first season, he started the first, first game. game with like Trivet, right? Yeah, I think so. And then that was what it. What a defense. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think Ray was probably in that, too. Uh, it's it's <laughs> unbeatable. Um, but right now he's playing with Um Salal Sport Club. You know what league that's in? Qatar. Everyone knows it. Qatar. So. Qatar. Qatar. Who knows? So he's still playing soccer. Uh, also worn by Steven Vittoria, who's not playing right now. No club. Christian Hernandez. Who's got a cool little career going on? Where is he at? Las Vegas Lights. The Lights under Eric Winalda. So, cool little team um, playing over there. Uh, this next guy, me and my buddy Tom, we always say he's kind of uh, the one who should not be named, but I'm going to name him. Leo Pahoy. Why shouldn't he be named? He played with us. Then he went. we traded him to oh, DC, yeah, okay. and he was just kind of garbage for both of us. Right. And so we kind of, it's the only thing we kind of have in common. I think he always starts for his national team, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Panamanian, I think. Okay. Yeah. He's, like, always playing for them. Hmm. Well, right now he's playing his club ball in Peru for Alianza 
Universidad. So he's still playing. Um, the next guy who wore 23 is Ryan Richter. He's retired, but he's in the union coaching system. He's, he's coaching pretty well, it seems like. Is yeah. he in his video clips? Yeah, so he, he's U- in uh, Spain. A U11 team over in Spain and put out this clip of them playing incredible soccer. Really good soccer. Went from the left side through the middle to the right back, who played a ball through to was a right winger. Played another through ball to another guy who crossed it to a wide open player in the middle who just kind of tapped it in. It was just a beautiful, really nice play. And then they had another one that Union tweeted out. Uh, it was just like a, it was a corner kick play. And it was like a short kick. And then like the initial kicker like overlapped them, crossed it in, and it was a nice volley. And I was like, geez, those 11, 10 year olds are like balling out. This is looking good for us in the future. So Ryan, Richter, maybe distant future, but Ryan Richter is. Uh, no the joke. future of the union, whether it's the players he's coaching or him as a future coach. So that's pretty cool. And then the last person who's, or maybe the first person who wore 23 for the union uh, back uh, when the club began was Nick Zimmerman. And I like him because he went to JMU. I actually played with him a little bit, not on the real team, but, you know, some pickup ball with him. For uh, one specific time, he was dribbling right at me through about, 10 step overs at me and then just ran right by me. It was really funny. So it's <laughs> a fun memory for you. Yeah. But he right now has, it said no club. Didn't say he's retired yet, huh. but I'd imagine he's retired yeah. because he's probably older than me. So, um, a lot of guys wore 23 out of that group. Who excites you the most? Um, I mean, I love John McCarthy. I, I hope he gets back in the MLS in some capacity sometime, but. I mean, you got to root for Casper right now. He's mm-hmm. he's one on the team now, and he's one we uh, want to see some goals from. So, yeah, I'd say the three. I'd say there's three: Casper, McCarthy, oh, and, Richter, and Richter. Okay. I, yeah. I, otherwise, I'm not. The others are yeah, I mean, grumble, grumble, grumble. Yeah. All right, so let's get into <laughs> current Union soccer. We had a two game week. First game was against New England. I was in the Outer Banks, um, and I did not watch this. Nice. I I avoided social media for a good 15 to 18 hours. And then in the morning, I I don't know if I found out it was a 1-1 game or what, but I, I don't even think I watched the highlights until a few minutes ago because I was not excited about it. Yeah. yeah it was, I, so, I, I mean, I did watch this game. All right. So, but Luke, this is all about Luke. Awesome. Finally get my chance on this episode. But uh, it was just a really ugly game. You're blowing it. <laughs> I'm killing, bombing <laughs> right now. But yeah, it was really ugly. It was like I feel like there's a bunch of fouls. Never any like fluidity in the game. Uh, I felt like there's a lot of like unnecessary aggressiveness, aggressiveness from like both sides. I felt like every any time there's a ball played to a striker on either side, like the strikers and the defenders are just like grabbing at each other, like running to the ball. And it felt like I, just this game, like at, no one wanted to like play cleanly like not like it was a dirty match it's just like mm-hmm. super like everyone's just like really grabby and like I feel like every time santos was trying to get a ball he was holding on to the defender defenders hold on to him same thing with like teal bunbury and like trusty and elliot it was just a bunch of just just kind of like holding each other and trying not to like let it let it let the other team get away with anything easy and uh that's kind of how it went hmm. uh like union gave up a really kind of Silly goal. Yeah, I saw that highlight. It was a corner kick, correct? Yeah. And they just fell asleep? 30th minute or something. Yeah, it was like, 
it kind of uh, remnants of the, the Liverpool mm-hmm. uh, Barcelona goal. It was like a quick corner that kind of caught the defense off guard, didn't expect it, and uh, branded by just like came running in unmarked and just put it away. And it was a good finish, you know, a good heads up play by New England. But I think it was like Casper was supposed to be marking him, just kind of let him go, didn't expect him to run so quickly. And Aronson could have stepped up to the ball too. He was like on the post, that was his, his role, but he just kind of stood there. And then it, it, nothing Freeze could do about that one. It was, it was actually a good, well placed uh, finish, but. It's kind of frustrating way to give up a goal, and uh, we, it didn't really look like we were going to come back from this one. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, we had some good subs. The, uh, there's the typical Sino. I think it was pretty early Early this one. It was okay. Uh, he actually made, I think he came in right at, at halftime, and he, you know, did his typical things, but it was actually like one of the first times that I felt like he was shut down pretty uh Handily, like he did, still had some cuts and had some runs, but uh, I felt like I think it was uh, Edgar Castillo, and, and they always had one of the guy marking him, but like mm-hmm. they actually figured out how to mark Elsino. I heard something about him being pushed to the middle a lot. Yeah, that was kind of his doing. He was trying to you know, just find the game, okay. so he was kind of just running to the middle trying to find the ball and stuff. But yeah, like Simon Castillo really kept him check, and they really didn't bite as much. Like so, when you try to get by them, they kind of. We're able to like shuffle him, just kind of channel him into the into the end line, and not really give him too much space, and that gave him that like typical opening that can get across in or shot in. Mm-hmm. But so that was, you know, frustrating to see we can't even get Alcino going in this game. But then Fafa came in, and he he was the the spark. He was the guy that that we we needed to come into the bench and change the game because he just kind of ran at the defender, at the defenders, and that's how the goal came about. He just took the ball from a another just like a. Yeah, just grabbed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah There's, there's no. Well, it was a broken up build-up play that he grabbed and just drove into the box and threw across, uh, across the goal, and that's how we scored. Yeah, that that play. He, I don't know how else to describe it other than he looked like a varsity player in a JV game. Right. Just the way he like looked faster and better than everyone else yeah. in the field for that split second and just blew by everyone. Yeah, because it wasn't like a, a, a nice cut or move. He just literally just dribbled past mm-hmm. their entire defense and yeah. just drove to the end line and crossed it. And it was, it was that's it, that was awesome. That's like We didn't need anything pretty. It wasn't anything pretty. I mean, it was a really nice Dribble, play, but, but it, it wasn't was like, like a nice build-up, yeah. you know, pretty, pretty soccer that we've seen Ryan Richter coach. But uh, it was great. And we almost we almost got away with the win with the El Sino had a oh, half yeah. valley that it, that he almost put away. But I mean, getting away with a tie was was pretty fair. I think that's what, that's what Curran said at the end of the game. Like it wasn't a great game, it wasn't a pretty game, but a tie is a fair result for us. It's a we're fine with that. Yeah, it wasn't the, their their A game. Watching the highlights just a few minutes ago, it did look like it was mostly New England. A lot, a lot of the highlights were New England shots, uh, close chances and such. So. I'm glad we got away with the point. Yeah. And it always sucks playing on a football field. Yeah. The house that Tom Brady built. Yeah, whatever. But, I mean. I, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I, I, I would say give a lot of credit to actually, like, I hate doing this, but I hate, a lot of credit to Bruce Arena. He turned this team into a team that actually knew how to play defense, which is not what we saw when we first saw this team. So, you know, they're kind of figuring it out. They're, they're not, like, it didn't seem like a terrible team. They're not a team that I'm really afraid of if, they, if we see them in the playoffs or if they even make the playoffs. But. Yeah, that's that's kind of my recap for for that game. Cool. Kind of move on from that. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't even know if I want to move on, but we're we're gonna move on because yeah. we're no. professionals, and that's <laughs> we're professionals. We're professionals, <laughs> and that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna move on to the Saturday night game. Um, 
If you're on Twitter, me and Luke were live tweeting it. Uh, so there was that. Um, we played NYCFC at Yankee Stadium. Yankees were playing baseball in a soccer stadium in England. So it was, the world was all backwards. And so we should have known that something bad was going to happen. <laughs> it was, it, and so this was, I think, one of the most emotional roller coasters I've been on with the union in, in a while. I know there's been more and plenty, I'm sure. But this one, I just really felt bad afterwards. So let's, let's go through it and then let's talk about the psychology of the roller coaster. Yeah, let's, let's get, get into that. Yeah. Let's um, get deep. So Union, first off, they, they, they score a great goal. Fafa receives a ball from Montero, chests it down, quick touch, and, and just fires it past the keeper. And that, that was Fafa's best goal ever. Would you? I mean, uh, I, no, I don't know. I, I really like this more. I really liked his one goal at six out to me from him is actually there's maybe two. One against Orlando, actually, that he like, I think he was to tie the game in Orlando. Mm-hmm. It was a nice, like, outside the box rip. Oh, okay. and another one against Minnesota. It was kind of like an open, easy, like, easy look, but he they just curled, curled it, it right yeah, in. And I know was, what you're talking about. This is a lo- awesome, awesome goal. But this one, I mean, I, this one was up there too. It's, it's a really, really nice turn in the box and composure and buried it. Yeah, so a nice faff up because I, I do feel like what's something we uh, criticize him on is his first touch. Right. It's always kind of like bouncing away from and just, him. And just finishing too. And finishing. Yeah. And so this this goal, he struck lightning twice. Right. Um, good touch, good finish. Yeah. And so that was awesome. We're up one nothing. Things are looking good. And then it starts. Then, then the ref decides to get involved. Yeah, just has to. Big long ball. Their little forward has the yeah. Elliot whiffs it, and then Elliot so it's, it's like more of a, a, a breakaway. Trusty catches up. Trusty just kind of lays a left hand on him. I I didn't even notice the hand at first. I kept yeah. watching the feet. But Which, either way, his feet. I don't I don't see anything in the feet. No. Well, Castellanos is that yeah. wasn't his name. Yeah. And he just flopped, and he flopped like. Floppy flop, <laughs> flop. Yeah, th- this call was more frustrating to me than the the next one. But so I think the we'll second one that. was more frustrating. So I'll, I'll yeah. So it's uh, the, yeah. We we're both frustrated. There's no not frustration here. Yeah, uh, yeah. It just because it was like trusty get back and trusty. It has had some bad PKs drawn like that. Like yeah, he just like immature been. moves that that he has made. But this one was not one of those. He recovered. He w- kept his feet. You know, feet weren't like sloppy. He, he he kept his position. He wasn't overly aggressive, and the dude just flopped. And and there's really nothing Trusty could have done better or the avoid this. It's just like he had to be there, and he got to the ball and closed him down, and the dude just went down. And and it, I don't understand why it wasn't looked at. Yeah, I don't understand. And so I, someone else on Twitter was saying like, no, it's a PK. It's going to be looked at. Right. But like. I, I don't think I, I, I don't like, know because like there was three opportunities in the game for VAR to be called in to play right. based on PKs. Both for NYC resulted in PKs, uh-huh. no look. And then the one with Bedoya later on didn't get looked at and wasn't a P so it was just like, what is the point of having this I I and I hate VAR. And I, I really despise <laughs> it. But if you're gonna be like, hey, we're using VAR and stuff to get calls right, then get the calls right because yeah. they're not getting them right right now. And that was a big thing this weekend. Bedoya is calling out the refs. 
and uh, Josie, Josie Altador was calling, yeah. calling out the rest. Calling him the that one was even even more obvious than that. I, like, I don't yeah. know about that one, but you got two American soccer, like two two major players in American soccer calling out MLS refs saying they're some yeah. of the worst in the world. That's not good. And I feel like I'm starting to under, understand VAR less and less. Like mm-hmm. after this, the the Women's World Cup, it's just a mess. It but is. I feel like last year I was like, all right. I, I, but at the end of the year, I understood what was going to be reviewed, what wasn't. And this year, it's just like it's just a blind. Sh- I, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. Right. And even just to go into, uh, we watched the instant replay on MLSsoccer.com talking about these calls. Uh, Seattle had a goal called back, and one of the things that the the guys on the league website are talking about is. Was that even a reviewable play? Right. And and it's like that. Sh- There's so much like that's not clear about this system that like we're still figuring out like two like in our second year with this. Yeah. And like, it's like how how I, is it still so confusing? <laughs> I would prefer to just be able to say, all right, the ref made a bad call. Let's move on. But but I feel like now we have this thing like, all right, ref makes a bad call. All right. Now let, let's get reviewed. Let's get reviewed. Oh wait, we're not reviewing it. Okay, now what? Now there's this whole other yeah, like, argument. Like VAR is not getting rid of arguing. Now it's just confusing the arguments and making it kind of more like, what are we arguing about? Right. And it's really it's so we- it's so weird. Weird. Um, but okay, let's get, let's get back into so the, the actual, Philadelphia Union. The game. So it's one one now off of a bad PK call. Yeah. Union though being tough minded and. Uh, locker room full of veterans and stuff like that. They come back. They're like, we're not going to let them hold us down. They come down the right side. El Sino, who got the start, right. interestingly. Um, didn't play bad. Didn't play bad. Yep. He, did right. um, he, he did El Sino things down the right side, beat, beat a couple guys, Had beat a guy without touching a ball. Did you see that? The defender kind of like bit on a pass, but... El Senior like didn't even do anything on his. Was it like the second offender? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second. I think you pointed it out to me right. actually. Um, so yeah, he beat the first offender. Then the second offender bit on something <laughs> that like El Senior didn't do, <laughs> and then El Senior plays the ball in to Montero, who cheekily gives a little backheel flick um, to Casper, who side volleys a rocket. Yeah. We, we called it a fastball in Yankee Stadium, <laughs> right down the middle. Um, well, maybe hit the outside corner for a strike. <laughs> Goal. Home run. It went in the back of the net. Whatever metaphor works. <laughs> yeah. Um, then that was a sweet goal. Yeah. That was a very, very sweet goal by the union. The one thing that I Here didn't like about that goal was the, the camera angle that we watched it in. Oh, the was camera angle. Stupid. I didn't. I think you liked it a little more than me, but I thought it was so disorienting and... I just t- couldn't follow the actual p- put up the game because I'm so used to like the side angle and I just so the I don't know why angle, we're trying that in, in in a baseball stadium. So the angle that Luke's talking about is it's behind the Union goal, yeah, and it's looking straight at the field, right? Like it's like pretty high up, high so up behind. Kind of see a lot, and I I get that that's a that's and interesting. But so I did like it. I thought it was cool when the ball was coming towards the camera because I could see the defenders moving and players coming at us. But then they used it way too much, and they used it for the uh, far goal. And yeah. so for us to try to watch the uh, sweetness and intricacies of this goal from what now, instead of being a camera at half field, is 
not only from the other side of the field, but up high and behind the goal. Yeah. So you're talking like 150 yards away from the play. Right. So, yeah, like it, during it made it worse watching it live. I didn't even notice the Montero uh, right. kind of flick back mm-hmm. from this angle. And that was sweet, sweet touch. But and one, another thing about that is like I just feel like we're so conditioned to watch it from the side that like watching it from that angle, it almost feels like I'm not watching a live play. It's mm-hmm. like a replay or something, which is like what it should be used. Like it's a cool angle to show yeah. like a, a, a an alternate yep. angle. Mm-hmm. But it just like watching it a live game like that, it just felt so off that I couldn't believe that it was a real goal kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I hate to complain, you know me. <laughs> um, but this broadcast was also kind of poor. The yeah. There was a point where they were playing a. They they played several replays while the ball was in play. Um, I tweeted about it. That's how much it was bugging me. Um, there was a replay of the first goal that they started so far back in the play that it, it went on for like maybe seven or eight seconds, all while the ball is live and in play. So we're missing missing gameplay for like. Lead up like passes a minute to the before goal. a goal started. Like yeah, it was like really weird. Like save that for halftime. They they continually panned in to the coach. They showed yeah. uh, Torrent, Torrent, the yeah. NYC coach who looks a lot like Sylvester Stallone's cousin. If I knew what his cousin looked like, I'm pretty sure there there's something there. They related. And then this, then the angle that you're talking about from behind the yeah, goal, then they use that too weird. much. It was really weird. So I mean, throw in a baseball field there too. And it's just like the weirdest game to watch. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad they, they put a tarp out before the game to, to cover the, to cover the infield. The 10 yards of the actual base of soccer field. So <laughs> MLS, I don't know. You it's suck. It's just so dumb. And it's like, and stuff. it's like we only have to play this at this field once a year, you hopefully. Uh, and it's just like, you kind of don't think about it until like this game comes around and you're like, Oh, right. This is just the dumbest thing. And I feel bad for NYC fans. Cause like they have to watch this all the time. Yeah. Can you imagine playing half of your games at a baseball? Yeah. And then like going to, like, where's a good seat in that stadium to watch a game? I, like, left field. Right. I don't know. There's no like sideline seats yeah. like on the field. Like it's just, it's not, nah, it's tough. I don't know. I don't know. Stop your boots, get in the game. Yeah. Um, so the Union scored a nice goal. Right. Let's get back Let's to the game. Yeah, yeah, so, back to that. Okay, back, back, back. Uh, back, go on. Back, <laughs> back, back. Oh, anyway. Oof. And so then, then the wheels come off. So we go into halftime up 2-1. We're feeling good. Uh, all emo- I mean, we're, we're happy. Yeah. Um, bake, we, in our household, we baked some chocolate chip cookies. We're great. thinking, man, this is Turn into a, a real, nice, real nice Saturday evening. <laughs> and then... And then Castellanos flops again. Uh, that little he gets the ball, dribbles into the box. Alejandro Bedoya, being the veteran he does, steps in front of him and makes a great defensive play. I mean, kind of shoulder gets his shoulder in the way, and Castellano acts like he was punched in the face yeah. and goes down holding his face and stuff. And Raph immediately, immediately points to the spot. Where's the VAR review? Doesn't come. And so now the union are... are who should have been up 2-0, now are tied 2-2 away and very, very frustrated. Um, and, then, and then from there, it just kind of Yeah, it seemed like the, really the, off the emotions really took the bo- most of us after that call. We couldn't get, I feel like the whole team just couldn't mentally get back into the game, which is really frustrating to see because we have some veterans on the team that should really bring it back, especially Bedoya being the captain, the one that, Supposedly committed a foul. He should be, or he or Harris or 
I don't know. Someone should have just stepped in and be like, guys, we're in this game. Let's get it back. We're, we're not being outplayed here. And it, it was kind of disappointing because um, as a bunch of you guys listened to the Charlie Leon interview last week that we did, and if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, take a listen. But he speaks specifically to those kinds of guys, just the veteran leadership in the, in the locker room. and the. Uh, he obviously was there when we were, we were hitting some high strides because he's, he's amazing. Um, and we had some really good stuff. But he, he specifically mentioned, like, oh, this team is really going to be able to handle adversity. And so this might be the first time we're, we're really going to have to see that. I'm really going to find out if uh, Charlie Leon – oh, and it was Lyon, sorry. Lyon. Charlie Lyon. Yeah, we got used to saying Leon. Oops. Um, is, One is, of the many things we learned about that from that <laughs> interview. Uh, if he's if his really his assessment was really true of the union locker room, can they really rally from this adversity of this um, kind of a crappy week of playing in a football stadium at a baseball stadium, yeah. not getting results that we wanted? Because NYC comes and scores uh, another goal. Yeah, really soft goals down the middle. That was, yeah, I kind of forget. I I honestly kind of. I didn't really want to watch watch the highlights again, but yeah. Oh, what, was that the one where they dribbled through the middle? Is like kind of quick like, passing. Yeah, right. We're all stuck on yeah. our back feet. Yeah, yeah, that was ugly defense, and no one really stepped to the ball. Yeah, and just quick passing, and guy broke through and I, played it. I mean, one thing I want to note about that is um, that's where we're really missing a, a true defensive midfielder because yep, we. I feel like that's how why we were so low on Harris to end the season last year is because we lost both games at NYCFC. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Does not having Craval fix that. Do you think? I I think he plugs some holes yeah. at least because I feel like a field that narrow and that small, NYCFC is gonna is so used to that and, and so good at playing down the middle in those little tight spaces that having a guy like Harris who's a little slower up to to make those to block those those passing lanes is really going to bite us. And that's what what happened in the playoff game, at the last game of the season last year, and in this game. Yeah, well, not that it's all on Harris, but I feel like if we that, had... That play right there could have been broken up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. If, we, if we were to put, it, put it, a guy on his back at the top of the box, let's face a free kick, or just make yeah. a strong tackle, but nobody stepped. They all just yeah. sat there, stood on their heels, and NYC just passed through them. And it, you're right. Yeah. You're exactly right. And we needed I, someone. We were up 2-1 at half. That's a... The perfect, like, you know, 50th minute sub in Craval and kind of share up things and close out the game. And that's, it's, a, I, w- I want, I hope Craval comes back soon, but I also hope we maybe get another guy, another yeah. defensive midfielder just to have some little bit more depth there. Because mm-hmm. that's really something that, while we love Harris and we see, I know he's a, a crucial part of this team. We could use someone else, especially yeah, a, a in different a situation type like of this. defensive yep. midfielder, an actual defensive midfielder. So that's, um. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, one of the last things. Well, I don't know. Um, Union did kind of present or some danger. The only thing I want to talk about is Padoya got taken down the box, or he could have had a PK called for us right. later on. And that's another one where it's just frustration. Um, and and this isn't an isolated incident because the same thing happened to Bedoya on the right side of the box last year where he was oh that was, was a, a slide tackle. Yeah, that was like took him pass. out after he played the ball. It should yeah. have been a clear PK. This time wasn't as drastic. It would have been a soft still, call, but there was two soft calls exactly. earlier in the game. Yeah. And now this one's not being called. There's definitely some beef to be had because his foot was clipped and it, it messed with the play of the ball and... and I don't know, you got to call PK there. So, yeah, how do you write this ship? Your your team, do we, I don't know. 
I, I put a couple ideas. Do we just relax and defend for a bit? Do we try to hold on, like hold on to possession? Just try to hold. Do we do a formation change? Is it on Jim? Um, does he make a drastic substitution? Is there something that we can do to kind of jumpstart the team? I, you mean like in this game with in this game? I, I felt like a formation change would have been because I didn't love the idea of having a four two three one on this field in this game because it was kind of like that's the kind of formation where you try to stretch the field and play those those wingers and stuff. Which worked in the first half. Sure, but, but it's also like... In the second half, we needed something different. Yeah, and, and uh, defensively, we needed, a, kinda, we needed to do a better job of clogging the midfield. Mm-hmm. And that's how a 4-4-2, four, like four, four, that, that kind of a narrow diamond would have been able to do. Because, yeah, for the reasons we already stated, like we got torn up in the midfield and with those tight little passes that we could have got blocked off with, like even having Montero a little tighter in towards uh, to Harris would have been a, a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, throw on a 10, drop Montero back. And yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. yep. Um, um, so this game, I, I, I really, yesterday my wife, uh, so game was on Saturday. Sunday I wake up, um, and my wife several times throughout the day was like, hey, what's wrong? You doing okay? You doing all right? And, and it all came down to, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm fine. Slept well, eating well, you know, exercising, you know, healthy dude. Sure, but the one, th- <laughs> the one thing was, I was really emotionally dragged down by the union losing this game. Yeah, feeling so good about it for half the game, and then just really being ripped apart in the second half. And so we were kind of talking about that. Uh, and, and one thing I was thinking about for myself is, like in the past, yeah, I've watched every game and cool maybe throw out a tweet here and there but now i'm like really emotionally involved and like mm-hmm. now i'm like doing a podcast and trying to be like more you know we're, we're tweeting we're trying to be more engaged yeah like, we want to be talking to people yeah, and we're like, tweeting for brotherly game and stuff yeah. it's like i'm definitely more attached than ever before uh-huh. for better or worse mainly better mainly better and this year thank, thankfully it has exactly. been mainly better we, we came in at it had a great time yeah <laughs> um yeah, you were you were saying words before too. Yeah, I, I did say words. So yeah, we, we kind of talked about this before we started recording it. And I, because AJ tweeted that, and I and I, obviously related to it. But I also think there's my. A, let me just. Uh, the tweet was. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, oh shoot, I don't have it now. Uh, it was something about last night's loss really reminded me. Or uh, let me just find it because it just showed like how emotionally invested you were in the team, and it just kind of reminded you of that fact. So last night's loss is making you realize how emotionally invested in the Philadelphia Union I am. And a lot of people related to that one. Yeah, I mean, it brings a tear to your eye. I mean, it's really emotional and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, and I feel like everyone, especially after a game like that, everyone feels that, and immediately after the game, is it feels a little pissed off and emotional, and I don't know, it, gets, it sucks. But and I feel like this year, especially after a game like that, it really, it really sucks. Because it's not just like, I know there's always going to be that kind of, that's so union, that kind of typical idea and story that certain fans try to uh, keep going. But I feel like this year we also are a different team. We, this team is different. It, it has a lot more quality. And, I, and, also, and then to go along with that, we're now in the second half of the season. We are first in the East still. 
so we have a lot to lose. We have a lot to play for now. And it's, it's every game now, it's getting a way more serious. It's more than just great to see the union back in season and, and playing and, and everything and seeing new players and new additions, seeing what they can do. This is, this is serious now. This is like a lot that we could gain and a lot this, this, uh, this whole franchise could move forward with, through this, this exact season. So, and I feel like we kind of like subconsciously are feeling that as a fan base, we like, I feel like there's a lot more, I don't know, chatter and, you know, discussion and podcasts about this team now. And I feel like seeing loses like this, where we know we're, we're a better team than this. We, we have, we can play a lot better, perform a lot better that this is, it's just kind of, it just kind of weighs on you when you, when you, when you see a, uh, a loss like this. <laughs> I blacked out. What what happened? Yeah, clap for Luke there, spitting out a bunch of good words there. Um, yeah, yeah, he's very true. I mean, we we have a lot to lose right now. We're in first place still. Um, our points per game would put us in third place, though, if if you care about that. But I always want points in hand rather than points uh, to sure. earn. Um, first through sixth place, only separated by six points. Seventh place, nine points. So. It, three wins, three losses over a span could could change your positioning really big time. And, and we just suffered a loss. This week we play Orlando City on Wednesday, and then on Saturday we play Orlando City. So uh, we want to make sure we, we turn around. But, yeah, the things – We things hope we beat at least one of those teams. We, ho- we hope so. Um, but things are tightening up, and, and we you li- I like what you said. We have something to lose, and we usually – we're, just, we're usually just trying to fight this. We're trying back. to. We're usually trying to gain, but yeah. we, we've gained that ground. We don't want to lose it, and, and it's, I feel like Saturday night we lost a little yeah. bit. And, and it's still something like I feel like there's some quotes from Curtin that says like he's still like we're still trying to prove that we are a good team, and maybe we're not exactly like a great team, the best team in the East right now, but we have the ability to possibly be that team. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like losses like this, uh, he say, Curran, you know, is always Mister Positive, and that's great. He like says there's a lot to learn from this game. There's a lot to see that we are we're close, but we're still just not there yet. Mm-hmm. So, and the next couple of games can really can prove a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's I think yeah. Let's let's get off this roller coaster that is NYCFC. Yeah, it was a tough one. That was a tough one as well. But fortunately, we have a game come out this Wednesday. That's the great thing about a busy schedule, that there's another game to look forward to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank goodness, because we need to get that sour taste yeah. out of our mouth. Um, but it is nice to... <laughs> it is nice to feel. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him with that one. <laughs> oh man! It's nice to feel you know you got a team that you know usually it's like all right we're going through okay we're in fifth all right now we're in sixth place oh we're in fourth place this is amazing oh no we're in seventh place but now it's like we're in first place this is it's a different feeling and, and it's a strong feeling so funny it's nice to have that feel <laughs> all right let's take a break let's take a break we're gonna take a break after the break we're gonna come back we're gonna talk about uh, our after this poor week we're gonna, oh, it was a good laugh though uh, we're going to. Go with our anti-player power rankings, the bottom of the barrel for the union players. We're going to talk about the MLS All-Star Skills Challenge Union Edition. Which union players would we choose for the skills, and who would our 3v3 team be? 
And then we've got two games to preview. One's versus Orlando City on Wednesday, and the other one's versus Orlando City on Saturday. So we'll break down those two opponents. Uh, so come back after this. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Doopy Brothers Podcast, back for the second half of this show. If you missed the first half for some reason, go check that out. We uh, did really good, I think. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to go into a couple fun things and a couple game previews. The first thing we're going to do is the anti-player power rankings. Usually each week, we give five players who are the tops of the union ranks for the week. But this week, after a tie and a sad loss, we're going to do the anti-player power yep. rankings. And Luke, what does that mean? Uh... So we're going to rank the players we think are having kind of the worst run, run of form right now. All right, cool. So, yeah, the, so we'll the work anti-power rankings. Yeah, so we'll work with, we'll start at five, and then we'll work yeah. our way to the one who is the, the least, or the most, most struggling. Most out yeah. yeah. All right, so who's your number five? Number five, this might be a shock. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Kai Wagner. Oh, okay. Because I just... Shocked. Yeah, I just think he's been a little more quiet this past couple of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not as influential. He hasn't done any defensive, you know, huge errors. Just isn't as. Uh, what are you gonna do? I'm oh. <laughs> <laughs> just holding the mic weird. <laughs> yeah, threw me off. But uh, yeah, I just I just think he it just isn't been as like influential. Maybe on the, in the attack, I guess. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, my number five might might surprise you some, mm-hmm. and you might say this is against the rules. But I'm gonna say Brendan Aronson. I know he didn't play last game. Um, I didn't think he uh, just in the little bit of highlights I saw against New England. Uh-huh. Um, but I think him not playing is kind of says to where he is right now. I think I think if I think he's kind of fallen out of form and uh, he, I want to see him on the field, but he wasn't make the field. So I think he's kind of fallen for for a couple weeks. Yeah, that's fair. All right. You're number four. Number four is right. Ray, classic yeah. Ray. Uh, I think he didn't have the best game against the NYC. Uh, yeah, he's definitely little, too far off the near man. Yeah, he's kind of torn between two defenders. Yeah, and I think I think even New England kind of picked on a little little more than most teams do mm-hmm. too. So I, yeah, I just think he is. You know, it's he's he's just being Ray. Ray being Ray, yeah, they just don't bat. You just don't bat him. He, he he he's trying. He's, he's trying, trying to get that offensive. Uh, Do you think R.J. Allen will push him for a spot? I'm interested in R.J. Allen. So, I don't know if he. I honestly, I don't know much about him, but I, I know he has experience at MLS. So and I think he could be a uh, at least a little more. I don't know, like not. I, I kind of just want to say a neutral fullback where mm-hmm. he has like the same abilities going forward as like playing defensive. Okay, kind of like a. Kind of more like Kai Wagner, just like he's a boat he can play both ways. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Okay. Because I also, I mean, it sucks in Bezos. Uh, hurt. Hurt. But he's all, I feel like in Bezos, more like he's more of an offensive threat yeah. than a defensive uh, you know, kind of strength. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. My number four is uh, filling in for uh, our number one, Matt Freeze. Mm. I, think, I think since he's come in, he's made some little mistakes here and there nothing like major he's made some really big saves too yeah but just the way i mean we lost to dc uh which we saw live so yeah. that that's kind of sticks out yeah and yeah um, you definitely we that first goal. we tied new england and we lost we gave up four against um nycfc so it's kind of just a lot of goals going in right now and sure. so i gotta throw the keeper in there yeah. and, it, and it's and it's also it's for us, it's tough. It's just because we have a high standard to compare right. to with mm-hmm. Andre Blake. So that's yep. tough, but understandable. So my number three is actually Brandon Aronson. 
Okay. Yeah, yep. I think New England, it was one of his rougher performances. He, he was really, wasn't really on the ball much, wasn't able to be influential in really any kind of way. So subbing him out was, was you know, a good move, and, and so that's kind of sucks to see. Yeah. yeah. My number three is Ray. So sure. yeah. that may have been shocking. He probably yeah. assumed I put him at negative one, but yeah. uh, he's, he's made it up to three. <laughs> no, I, so. think our, I think our first two are going to be pretty obvious to most people. Yeah, I think so, too. But I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's your number two? My number two is uh, Sergio Santos. Okay. I, I think he has a lot of potential still, but he's just, I don't, I don't know. He's really just kind of frustrating to watch right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's trying to call a lot of fouls, and on the ball, he's not doing a whole lot. He, I can see, like, like, pockets of speed that he, that he shows and stuff, but he just isn't, I don't know, just isn't, Kind of playing to his like what, what like it looks like to be his full potential. Oh, yeah, because I think you can still see potential in his game, even in these these past couple of games. It just he's just not like I don't know focusing or something. I don't really know how to explain it, but oh, yeah, it's, it's just kind of frustrating to watch right now. Oh, we all we all agree. Yeah, my number two is Fabian. Mm, okay. Yeah, I just think his expectations were as high as anyone's ever been coming in, and he has not lived up to him. Um, he scored a few goals, sure. But what have you done for me now? Not nothing, and he's just kind of coming in a little bit here and there, and not really making a difference. We're all hoping he is kind of just like what you said with Sergio. I, as you were saying that, I was kind of thinking, okay, I could say all the same crap for Fabian, and yeah. So rewind, listen to Luke, and apply the name Fabian. So your number one, is? my number one is Marco Fabian. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. For also for the reasons you just said, but also like. When he came in for to, against New York, I he, he was like the least noticeable person on the field. Right, right. Yeah. Which if you're gonna I, come into a a game when your team is struggling and you're the big number ten guy, get in the get on the ball, do whatever you can, just just do something, get be influential. And I just didn't see it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's, and I know that's a, that's a short cameo. I mean, I, I, he had I don't know a good amount of time to get into the game, but it's, yeah, it's just frustrating. I hope, I hope, I, I kind of, so I do hope he gets a start in, against Orlando this week. Right. Right. Just to give him that full run of play, but it, I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah he's he just saying much. Yeah. No. Increasingly I'm, frustrating with Fabian. And, and I love to, I want to give all these players the, the benefit of the doubt to get him. Except Ray. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just yeah, kidding. Ray's he's awesome. Ring of honor. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's just tough to it's tough to watch. Right yeah, now. I hear you. My number one is Jamero. No, wait, no. What does that say? <laughs> Sergio Santos. The real power rankings. Um, so, yeah, I, and if you go back to week number two after the Kansas City game, I, I criticized him pretty big yeah. because he came into a game, and kind of like you were just saying with Fabian, he, he just didn't make a difference at all. He's supposed to be our big striker signing, and to me he should. At the time he was. At the time. Now we have another one. Yep. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> uh, but he he didn't run at all. He didn't show any effort, and then I just haven't seen any uh, any like anything that's impressed me really. I, I saw one moment that impressed me. Minnesota, he took the ball box to box, mm-hmm. and then he missed the chance on. And he drew two fouls to create okay. goals in that in that game too. So that was one of his better games. That was one of his better games, and he was lucky I was watching. <laughs> um, but 
since then, like he he scored what two goals against New England in a route in a route yeah like that I don't and those are almost all those goals in that game were like tap ins yeah and I'm not exactly counting that as something to be like you know hanging on his back saying hey check this out he's scored a brace yeah like okay so is everyone else in the league um, <laughs> yeah but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway I just haven't been impressed he doesn't seem yep. to be trying very hard he doesn't I don't know he he, he had a good opportunity to score the other night. Uh, but his first touch just wasn't there. It, yeah. it looked, it honestly looked like a Fafa first touch. Big, big bounce off his foot and it was gathered by the keeper when he should have just, I don't know, redirected the cross or not done what he did. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So, yeah, and, I think he stinks right now. And maybe just to stay on the topic for now, uh, with Andrew Wooten, Andrew Wooten coming in, you think all these strikers would like have a fire right, in their butt yeah. trying to prove that they should be getting a start too. But, and the but, only guy I'm really seeing that from is Fafa. And yeah. and Casper has been playing bad, and, he, and that's kind of like, feel like his game is kind of that kind of poor, sure, yeah. slower, like more deliberate kind of play. Mm-hmm. But, and he, and, and he, you know, has been scored a couple goals. But yeah. I think Fafa's really a guy that's like really trying to push, and he's, he's really like kind of playing with that chip on his shoulder that he's trying to earn that, that start. And honestly, to me, he is the number one starting striker right now. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even mention his. He tweeted about and talked about right his uh, kind of just being underappreciated as an American winger. Yeah, and and, and that's true. something that I, like isn't super new with him. Right, it's kind of like his every year he he says yeah. That. I, yeah. I mean, uh, not with without reason, but right. yeah, yeah, it's it's just yeah. kind of like the way he kind of motivates himself and stuff. So, but yeah, but, he, he, but he's also like he's translated on the field. He shows his effort, and even with even the beginning of the season when he wasn't scoring goals and. He was still working his butt off. Right, right. Working that press and wearing down that defense to, you know. And I was, so I was thinking about him and the mm-hmm. national team. And then I, I watched last night's game against uh, Curtis Allen. And Yikes. I was kind of thinking like, okay, Fafa works his butt off for the union every game. He works, runs, runs, runs. Um, no one no one would ever say he doesn't. And it's also hard. like, not just for running sake. He runs within the pressing system that we were putting right. in and then like within the, the role that he is supposed to be put in. Mm-hmm. And, and now he, and not now, but, and he's always saying how badly he wants to be kind of appreciated, meaning he mm-hmm. wants a call up yeah. and stuff like that. Being and the I was thinking like national team. watching these guys last night on the national team, I was just wondering like, do these, and of course they want to be there and stuff, but part of me is like, Man, like Fafa is really itching to get into this game. Mm. He really wants to be there, and I almost didn't believe that some of the national team guys who are called in really have that same passion. And yeah. and I, I can't say that because I don't know them. And I, I I don't know exactly what the heck they're doing. Only beating right. Curacao one zero, but like and I do I, but I feel like I my point is just like I want guys with more desperation, more passion, more uh, kind of fight for our national team. I mm-hmm. feel like that's something where as a country of, of the blessed and riches and all that kind of stuff, like we don't have players fighting and scratching and clawing for just to survive, to be dramatic. Like, you know, just, just to get that paycheck. Like our guys are all like, our guys are going to be fine. Yeah. And, and if, if they, you know, blow out their knee and they can't play soccer ever again, they're going to fall back on probably a solid education. But like, um, I don't know. They, they they just don't have that same. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just a different heart. 
I think. Sure. And so, so part of me was just thinking about Fafa, and I was like, man, this guy, I don't know. I'd like to see him get another chance, and I know his, he's old, and I don't even know if he's the best, really the best option right now, but he wants it. And watching the American men, sometimes I, I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't kind of see that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of just... I mean, of course, Sardas should be. Wait, no, let's not get into a <laughs> Sardas talk. Let's. No, no, no. I, I can't. We're, we already we're a little too negative on this podcast, anyway. <laughs> okay. So, anything else you want to say? Um, no, no, that was our that was our anti power anti rankings. player power ranking. So hopefully you're all bummed because we talked about the crap that uh, the union's dragging along, but. We're still in first place. First place, Philadelphia Union. And now we're going to talk about the MLS All-Star Skills Challenge Philadelphia Union Edition. Woo! So, Luke, tell us about the All-Star Skills Challenge. This was just kind of yeah. announced today. Yeah, announced today. It was pretty cool. So they're adding a new uh, event to the MLS All-Star uh, week, Weekend, whatever it is. Uh, so there's going to be uh, three teams in this Skills Challenge. There's MLS All-Stars, which is uh, Rooney, Vela, and Dos Santos. There's Orlando City has a team because they're the, they're the host uh, city. So it's Nani, Mueller, and uh, Sebastian Mendez. And then Atletico has uh, Atletico Madrid is also going to have a team, Coke, and then uh, TBA and TBA. So I don't know who those guys are. No, I'm just kidding. So it's two other guys. Tobias Harris. <laughs> nice. That kind of works. I'm missed. <laughs> I'm Whatever. Uh, so, yeah, so th- those three uh, teams are going to be competing in three different uh, challenges. So there's a shooting uh, challenge, which is like a, just like a, a target practice. There's going to be some targets on, in the goal and, you know, given different values and you shoot and get those values. And then there's also... Pretty straightforward there. Yeah. Okay. They're all pretty straightforward. They're nothing too crazy. No, uh, I kind of the wish they were a little more weird, but this is pretty pretty standard stuff. The next one I don't get, so tell me. It's like... Uh, it's, it's called, t- called the Touch and Valley. Touch and Valley. So I, from what I am taking from it is they get a, a, a cross into the player who's like kind of in the box or whatever kind of area they designate, and they just kind of finish at their own will. Okay. And I think there's uh, maybe different values for like a one-timer or, like, a bike or a volley or, or a different, like, kind of creativity points, I I, I think is kind of how it's going to go. Is Zlatan not in this? Like, how is he not? He does this regularly That's true. in the league. Yeah. But I guess Jonathan Dos Santos, he's... He's a great defensive midfielder. I don't know. You got to have him. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, no, you already, already I mean, have re- Carlos Vela. So yeah, why do you he, have JDS? Why do you have him if you got I Vela? I think he's a pa- passing. That's where I would see him. Dos oh. Santos. Bella and Rooney are going to be shooting and touch your value. Uh, yeah. I was just more thinking towards like eyes on the TV and oh, people sure, who are sure. watching. Like, you yeah. would want I one mean, maybe, Mexican International. Maybe one. Ebra didn't want to do it. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't yeah. know how this works. But so, yeah. So, the next one, a uh, third one is passing. So, that's like. Explain. Another, another like, kind of like a target practice, but not in goal. Just like shooting okay. or passing to like moving targets and static targets. Uh, okay. Different ranges of, you know, distance cool. and stuff. So we're going to choose, because the union aren't in this one. Right. We're choose we our we only team. have our MLS representative is, of course, uh, the king, Andre Bleak. Oh, man. So he's, he's not going to be doing shooting. He's not going to be doing the touch and volley. He's not going to be doing the passing. So, um, so we're going to choose a union player. Sorry. Go ahead. I'll let you talk. No, I'll talk. No. You, uh, all right. Okay. We're, gonna, we're each going to choose a union player to participate in one of the um, who would be most successful in each of the things. Um, and then we're going to create a separate 
3v3 team out of Union players. So a little different than the MLS yeah. All-Stars Challenge. So, Luke, for shooting, who would be your number one shooter? Um, so this one is <laughs> sadly the one I, I kind of had struggled with the most. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with... Ray Gat. No. <laughs> That would be a sight. That's if you want eyeballs on the screen. That's yeah, where you want. Yeah. Uh, but I, zero for ten. <laughs> no. So okay, so this is going to be weird. But I want to go with Marco Fabian. Mm. Not for any union performance, but I think he has the ability to have the best shot. I think it could be like you know, that could be the guy we choose. I, yeah. I think no, our strikers aren't great shooters. Aren't, aren't like right, the, they're more poachers. Yeah. Even Vooten's kind of like an inbox kind of guy. Yeah. But I was I was thinking, Casper was my other guy, mm-hmm. just because I feel like he just has a, a just a, a hammer of a rip. Right. But right. oh yeah. wait, okay. Now I kind of want to change it. Okay. I want to put Montero in. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think he has a sneaky sneaky good shot. Okay. And not maybe sneaky. We've seen it a couple times, but like I think he has a good shot. I, I and I'm more positive about him now, so I want to put him in. Okay. So yeah, yeah that's fine. You were you were kind of hesitant on Fabian because he was one of my mm-hmm. two. My other one was Casper. I had another guy, but I'm going to save him for a different competition. Uh-huh. So I, I will go with Fabian. I think he's he's got the abilities to nice. win a shooting competition. Cool. All right, touch him, Bali. Uh, so if I can't, I was I want to put Vooten in, mm. but just I don't want to. He's not on the team yet, so I or not, hasn't played it, so I don't want to put him on. So I'm going to put Casper. Okay. Yeah, I think he he's that the guy that can gather a ball and put it away. I think so. I don't know. I don't know how flashy this will be, but I feel like it'll be uh, right. efficient. I feel like <laughs> he's not going like to miss. Just gonna... I just feel like he's not going to miss. That's trap and shoot, trap and shoot, yeah. trap and shoot. But like, yeah, yeah no, I got. I you. mean, I and like you. we always hear, like you know, he's the best finisher on the on the uh-huh. practice, you know, the sessions and everything. So I think he's that's my guy. What all right, you? so I'm going to go. I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'm going to go all flash, um, and maybe not as consistent in the finishing i'm gonna go fafa okay <laughs> i think he i think he would be the guy who would he'd be you know, trying himself yeah he'd be throwing bikes trying to do uh scorpion kicks i yeah. feel like he'd be pretty creative out there uh-huh. try to earn some style points yeah. i think part of it is judged on style points i mean there's creativity involved i yeah. think so yeah so, so but he might miss every shot and so <laughs> it'd be know. fun uh passing so um, this is the easiest easiest one yeah harris 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 yeah all right so harris is our passer check all right, so now for fun, let's create a 3v3 team. Union are going to the 3v3 playoffs. We can only send three players. Yeah, um, just, to, just to clarify, this is not actually a thing that's happening in MLS. Correct. This is just uh, well, let's see, D- like tomorrow, but. Doopy Brothers podcast special here. Yeah. And, Luke, I'm going to throw one uh, thing in here. I'm going to throw cool. an alternate. So you get 3v3 plus a fourth a for a sub. Okay, yeah. one thing, because I didn't think about this one as much. Uh, there's no keepers, right? Like, that's not... No, it's on full size. It is on full size field with full size goals. Wait, what? No, in ninety minutes. <laughs> so, Papa, so, I'm going three keepers. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So, just uh, pug goals, three v three, short side field. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it. All right, so, um, give, just give me your three. Let's, okay, let's go straight. I'm three. going Montero and your sub. Montero, El Sino, Papa. Okay, I didn't think about a sub, and I'm going to throw in. Uh, um, I want to go Elliot. I just get a defensive guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you went home. So say again, Montero. Montero. Il Sino. Il Sino and Fafa. Fafa. I think that's just going to create so wow, many goals. Like... And Montero's going to cover all the ground defensively. Okay. 
I, I, wow. I know it's a kind of offensive heavy game, team, yeah, but no. that's my, yeah. No, yeah, I, I, yeah, I forgot about one of your guys. So I went with Fabian, uh-huh. Montero, Bedoya. Okay. So Bedoya is kind of my my defensive minded guy. Right. I, I forgot about Elsino, sadly. And then my sub, I also went defensive. I went trusty. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. And we could almost have our three play each other. Yeah, uh, Montero just has to cover a lot. Yeah, of he'll just play. I'll give him Penny and play all-time offense. Yeah. Um, or just put in the subs and take him out. That works. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah, that yeah, that's, that's a fun little exercise there, as they say in the biz. So, let's get back into real world. Union have two games this week. First game is going to be up against Orlando City. They're the Lions. Uh, so let's let's preview that one first. Uh, Wednesday night before the U.S. national team game, right? Against Blake. Against Andre Blake. We're going to watch a Union with Matt Freeze play against Orlando City. Do you think Freeze get the start? Oh, good first question. Hot. I don't think it's hot, but that's just a yeah, discussion. I, I, think, I, I think Jim will just keep him in. Yeah. I don't think he's necessarily – I know it's kind of going backwards on my anti-power rankings. I don't think he's been a big problem. Right. And I don't know if it's anything where bringing in Cornell will improve the situation compared to uh, maybe damaging uh, the psyche of a young keeper by subbing him or taking him out. That's fair. But – I I kind of I could I I don't know either way honestly but like I I could see Cornell getting a start mm-hmm. in in maybe the next two uh, maybe it'd be just depending on the first one maybe just the first one mm-hmm. but just because I think uh, just kind of changing it up we gave up four goals in this right. last game yeah. and not that it was like all in freeze he almost had the second PK yeah yeah but I just think uh, I don't know maybe just changing it up you know getting a different mindset is isn't a bad thing after a loss. Yep. I, okay. And Cornell's gotcha. good. Like he is good. Yeah. He makes some big saves. Um, so let's go to what we think from what we're going to see from Orlando. So Orlando, uh, we're kind of doing a little bit of research. Their their big name signing this year was Nani, right. and he you were looked up. How many goals does he, he have has this like year? Eight goals this year. Eight goals. So he, yeah, he's, so he's doing well. Playing great. Yeah. You got another guy, Mueller, who plays up top. He's was he have like. Six goals or something you said? Uh, Muller has four goals to four assist. Goals. Four goals to assist. So, yeah. a couple guys up top, and Nani can still run. Like I thought he was just like an old guy coming coming over to the um, MLS to collect a paycheck, but he can run. Yeah, he's and he's scoring goals. Uh, so he's got like one of the most uh, like minutes totals for Orlando right now. So like he's he's getting a lot of minutes, and so he's definitely putting in the work. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's kind of the uh, production that we were hoping for with Fabian, but. Mm-hmm. Good for Orlando, I guess. Sure. Um, also, Orlando right now is sitting in eighth place. If they win, they'll be above the line, so they'll mm-hmm. be doing that. This this first game on Wednesday is in Orlando, correct? Right. So they'll be wearing purple. We'll probably be wearing white. Got to be aware of that. Um, think we'll go blue shorts? Uh, let's see. They'll have purple shorts. I think they'll, they'll, they're, like, all purpler. Yeah. So we'll probably be all white. Yeah, we'll probably be all white. Safe, yeah. But yeah. the blue shorts looked, they look nice as a little sidebar. That was yeah, nice little change up. That was cute. Good outfits. Yeah. Nice tops. <laughs> They're always the same, but... Um, Orlando does have one... All- speaking of the All-Star game, they're, they're only sending one. So, like the Union, they only had one guy voted in. Orlando is hosting the event, but they only got one guy voted in. I think it was actually picked. The commissioner pick was uh, Nani. So, oh. um, so he's going. So, they only have one. We only have one player going to the All-Star game. They'll be wearing purple. What, what formation do you think the Union will be playing on Wednesday in Orlando? Um, 
So I think we'll go to a four four two. I agree. Um, just because, again, we just lost a a kind of not great loss and playing a four two three one. I think we'll go back to get, putting Osino on the bench and have him, you know, come on if needed. To then we'll switch to the four two three one if you know again if needed. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think we'll go to the four four two. Hopefully, we can press the crap out of them and uh, ask them to success doing that. Yeah, they seemed fast. Like watching their highlights, they seemed right. like they got some yeah. speed. Yeah, and like we so uh, we haven't we watched can. a whole lot of them, but they have some some yeah. fast guys. Mueller seems like he's has a lot of potential. Like I feel like he's kind of becoming this like the next version of, like, like kind of like a Jack Harrison type guy, mm. like a young guy who just has a lot of potential and, like, keeps popping up kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll also go four four two. kind of the same reasons, not much argument there. Uh, what two strikers do you want to see? I'd say Fafa uh, and Casper. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Fafa and Casper. Wooten's not available for another no. and yeah, two and, weeks. And we're kind of down on Santos for yeah. reasons we've stated. Um, no changes across the back line? No. Mid-field. No, yeah, I think... Yep. Who plays the top of the diamond for you? That's that's interesting. Fabian or Aronson? I want to say Fabian. Uh, yeah, I, I just I don't I don't have yeah, any reason why, but yeah. I just want to see. I I think he needs to get a start soon, and I and I I just I'd rather it be the 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 next closest game. You know? Yeah, I mean we're down on both, so yeah. let's play Fabian right now, and if not, play Aronson later in the week. We got a second game, right? Yeah, they basically um, get enough playing time. So yeah. does it, I, it doesn't really matter who I, I think if they split starts, that's fine. But I, I need I want Fabian to start at least one of them. Cool. Yeah. So Wednesday night we're away in Orlando City. What's your prediction for that game? <sighs> I I think we really come out like pissed off and really have a, a fire under our butt. So I think we're gonna win. I think it's gonna be I think there's a I think games against Orlando are always a kind of crazy game yeah especially in orlando we've, we've had some interesting ones so i think it's going to be like a 3-2 win nice luke says 3-2 i, I kind of like that score line you know i can't take it but nope i said it um, first you it's know the what? rules i'm gonna go crazier i'm gonna go 4-1 4-1 to the union nice i think we're gonna get goals from i kind of forget who i said was starting i'll go fafa for two and then i'm gonna go um I think we'll get a defender in on the scoring. Uh, I see you reading my notes. <laughs> what you, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep track of all of our predictions here. I think it might be a cool thing to do. Yeah, it's, so number nine times two. It's a fun thing to do halfway through the season. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think uh, Trusty will score one. And I think, um, you know what? I think Aronson will get one. So that, oh, those okay. will be my four. He's due. He's, He's due. due. Who do you think will get three for the union? Uh, I think... Um, I think Harris is going to get one. Harris? Yeah. I think uh, Fafa is going to get one. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I have three. Yep, you said three, two. And then I think it's going to be... It's going to be May. Stop. Justin Timberlake and Sink. I think uh, Bedoya is going to get the next one. Bedoya. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So, so we both have the Union winning... Midweek against Orlando City, coming out with a 3-2 win or a 4-1 win. Uh, you can mark that down. Oh, I predicted the halftime score the other day for the NYCFC game. I said 2-1. Yeah, That's you- what was at halftime. And I called both goal scorers, Fafa and Casper. Nice. Um, I didn't foresee the second half happening. I didn't think we were going to play a second half. Huh. So, I don't know. <laughs> You'll live to learn. <laughs> 
All right, so let's preview uh, Saturday's game. Saturday's game, we're going to be at home at Talon Energy Stadium. Uh, come on out, watch your first place Philadelphia Union. Uh, hopefully, we'll still be in first place by then. Yeah. And who are we playing on Saturday? Uh, the Lions. The uh, Lions. Where are they team. from? I don't. Florida somewhere. I don't know. Florida. No. They're going to be traveling, so they'll probably be wearing white. So midweek we played a purple team. This on Saturday we're going to be playing a white yeah. team, um, hmm. and we'll be wearing our blues <laughs> at home. So well, completely different team. Who do we have to watch out for <laughs> on, uh, Orlando, yes, on the Lions? Remember, remember Dom Dwyer. Remember Dom Dwyer. Yeah, he he's uh, Cindy Larue. She ma- yeah. uh, he, she married him, right? Yeah, Mr. Larue. Yeah. So. Okay, yeah, so he plays soccer. Yeah, he's so he plays, he for, plays for the Lions, okay? And tell me something else about the Lions that I don't know already. One other thing. Uh, remember that guy, uh, Sasha Klesson? Mustache. Mr. Stash. I must stash you a question. Yeah. Uh, he also plays for them. He's really old, but he still is kicking, so he's on that team. Cool, man. So that's all I got. I don't know anything else about the team. So it's we got to watch out for Dom Dwyer and Sasha Klesson. Um Also, they've got Teishi Ekendeli. He's got a handful of goals. Tayshou. Tayshou. I taught Tayshi. I taught Tayshi. We're playing a Tayshou. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I had to figure <laughs> okay. it out in my head. So we're playing against Tayshou Akindelia. He's, he's scored a handful of goals this season. Yeah, he's like uh, six goals. So a handful of goals coming at us we got to be aware of. Uh, team looks really slow from what I remember. I watched the highlights and uh, <laughs> they're way different than another team. I just, no, I'm just yeah, kidding. Kind of a yeah, boring team. Yeah, boring. Yeah. Um, fans, I, this, is a, this is a fan base I don't really like. Yeah. Um, I don't think we have many Orlando fans or Lion fans, wh- whoever we're playing, um, who listen to us. But I don't like this fan base. I feel like they're yeah. they're just annoying. Yeah. I, I, I don't know another way to say it. I don't know what makes them annoying, but I think they're just annoying. Well, yeah, whatever. It's like whenever you hear about them, it's never for anything pleasant. Yeah. No. Um, it's not great. Yeah. So uh, this team, they decided they're, they actually get to host the all-star game this this year and they decide to only send one player they're going to rest the rest of them for a playoff push so that's different than the last team we talked about um so resting a lot of players but they decide we're going to send one player that's going to be some guy nanny um i guess he likes taking care of kids while the parents are at work (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) oh boy so the name, this is like the end of the podcast. So nobody's listening. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's falling off. Uh, they're like, oh, they previewed Orlando. Cool. I got it. Um, so be wearing their white shirts. <laughs> really trying to drive that one. Home. <laughs> we'll be at home. Hopefully again, uh, it'll be a good weather. Hopefully a good crowd. Uh, we already talked about the lineup. Um, what's, what's your score prediction for the home? 2-0. Uh, 2-0. And who's going to score your goals? Um, who's gonna score? I think Fabian's gonna score. Okay. And Montero's gonna score. It's a midfield fire. Nice. Yep. Um, what number is Montero? Thirty-five. That's right. Cool. Um, you know, I'm going. I'm going to. I think it's gonna be a little bit closer, and I'm going to steal your score line from the first. I'm gonna say three-two. Nice. Yeah, and I'm gonna steal your exact scores. No, I can't do that. Uh, I, th- I think we're going to get, uh, you know, I'm going to go crazy. Ready? Uh-huh. Hat trick. Hat trick, Rick. Hat trick from Patrick. No, hat trick from, all right, let me say real words. Hat trick from, who's this podcast named after? 
Casper. Oh, okay. Shabelko. It's like Doopy I think Brothers. The Doopy Brothers. <laughs> We're going to score a hat trick this week. No, I think Casper's going to get all three. I think he's going to get a hat trick at home. We're going to win 3-2. You say we're going to win 2-0. So if we if we get all those wins, you predicted two wins. I predicted two wins. That's four wins on the week. Wait, that's not how it works. Uh, <laughs> so we each predicted two wins. That would give us an extra six points. That put us at 38 points after 20 games. That's pretty good. That's yep. almost two per game. That would be a good place to be. Um, yeah, we just got to yeah. we got we got to create some separation and right. get at the top. We had it. We lost it. We got to. We're still we, fine, but I, it's just NYC has four games in hand. Yeah, stupid MLS schedule. Atlanta's Atlanta's got two games in hand. Red Bull have two games in hand. Yeah. It's just it's just really poor MLS schedule right now. And somehow we're playing midweek still. But yeah, what is that? What is that? Oh well, I think this might be our, I might be our last midweek game. We might. I think we have like one more midweek game after this one. So that's okay. that's pretty good. Getting yeah. it out of the way, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. Hopefully that's the point. Yeah. Um, and our goal differential is only only at one now. I mean, single digit is at nine. <laughs> it's not at one. <laughs> it's not one. It's been it's a single digit. Right. And Red Bull have ten, a plus ten. Ooh. So they're the next best behind LAFC. It's just something I would like to keep watch of as well. Mm-hmm. So let's get our goal differential uh, based on our school per- score predictions. We'll have great goal differential after this week. So. Anyway, hopefully we can get six points this week. We got oh, uh, this was a good podcast. I think we did a good job tonight, Luke. What yeah, do you we, think? That was a pretty good one. We went pretty pretty long. So yeah. So I mean, hey, if some is good, more is better. Yeah, and we gave you more. We a lot more. And Probably more than you wanted. Yeah. So what else do you want to talk about tonight? I think I think we said it all. Oh, I do have one thing. Can I go on a quick rant while sure. people are still listening? You think that? <laughs> so on Wednesday night, the Union are playing, but the men's national, the U.S. men's national team is also playing, and it's. I have a problem with that. I think there is a problem with the fact that your national team is playing the same night as your domestic league, um, and and specifically a league that really kind of focuses on, hey, we want to create players who are going to play for our national team, and the national team that says, hey, we'd like to play domestic players. But you can't have them playing the same night. I feel like it takes away from the value of both of them. Yeah. I feel like it takes away the value of the MLS games going on um, because there's a national team game going on. But then also takes away from the national team game because well, I'm going to watch my club team as well. And I, I just feel like it's it's robbing a team, the, both teams of value, both organizations. And they're... They should not... There should be a specialness about being on the national team. There should be a specialness about a national team game being played. Not only that, it's a semifinal. Yeah. And it's a semifinal against a team that we... I, I don't know if it's a rivalry, but... It's, it's kind of becoming it's kind of, one. Yeah. It's, they're it's, almost becoming our maybe second or third biggest rival in, in the, the is In this specific tournament, for sure, too. Yeah. I feel like there's got to be more of a spotlight put on the national team. I feel like if you want if you want fans to come out and you want it to be this big deal then you need to treat it like a big deal. And right now I don't think that's the case. And I and and I and clearly there's been a drop off in the fan stuff. I mean, we we see stadiums that aren't full um because it's not a big deal. And and it's kind of the opposite with the women's game. The women's game, I mean, that team is the Women's World Cup team is as big as can be right now. Yeah. And and unfortunately, I don't know I, I just don't know about where their league stands right now, but 
it is the most special thing for a women's soccer player to be playing on right now. Sure. And, and for a women's soccer fan to watch, that's by far the pinnacle of women's soccer to be, be going to, being able to watch it. And that's not the case with men's soccer. And I, I think we need to put more value on the men's soccer. Uh, I mean, not men's soccer, on the national team. Mm-hmm. I think we need to push. I think the league should just say, hey, we're pushing these games to Thursday. Europa League's played on Thursday, and then they play a game on the weekend. Or uh, like, I, I, I don't know why. There are other days of the week, right? Yeah, there, there isn't just one avoided. day that the stadium lights can be turned on. Yeah, like you can turn them on on a Thursday, on a Tuesday. Okay, it's not going to be a problem. And and so I'm just that's a frustration I have because I'm going to be sitting there watching the Union, and at some point the national team's going to start. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't, I, I shouldn't have to make that choice. Right, and and. Uh, and uh, we're not the only game that's going to be going on. A lot of teams are playing on Wednesday. Um, and so it's a, it's a shame that many fan bases are going to be making decisions about, am I watching my national team or am I watching my club team? Right. And so. Well said. Thank you. Um, all right, cool. Hey, let's, uh, let's end it there. Yeah, let's end it there. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to Doopie Brothers Podcast. This was uh, probably a top three podcast. Um, you, you can agree or you can disagree and go away. So <laughs> thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, let's get six points. Let's stay in first place. And we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, next week. See you guys then. Bye.